The Chris and Joe Show. Brought to you by Parker and Sons Heating, Cooling, Plumbing, and Electrical. A-plus rating with a Better Business Bureau. I'm Chris Merrill. He is Joe Hyzinga. And Joe, one of the stories that we've been covering in depth for, uh, well, listen, weeks. I mean, I'm, some might even say we've been on this for years. Uh, the, uh, the goons of Gilbert. Uh, there's been an update in the goons of Gilbert story. In fact, there's been a couple of updates. There was another arrest that was made uh, yesterday. In fact, I think we have audio on that. Let me see if I can pull this uh let me see if I can let's grab let's this. test your abilities on that audio over man, there. I would man, I would I'm love to you. just see how you do with this. This is great. Okay, so parents, three no, weeks that, in, nope, a nice little a, test uh-huh. for Chris. This is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, parents. Uh, yep. How are we doing so far? Uh, I can't, mm, here it is. Okay. There's been another arrest, mm-hmm. but we don't know for sure if it's a goonie arrest. Is that? Do we know if this is a goon that was... We don't know if it was a goon well, that was Well, we know it was a, a goon-esque crime. We don't know... A youth violence. We we don't know if it was by somebody who is... Let, let's cut out our hokey language here. We know that what this person is accused of sounds like what the Gilbert goons would do. Okay. We don't know if they are part of the group. All right. This new evidence pertains to an assault that took place in September of 2023 that was previously unreported to the Gilbert Police Department. In this new case today, a female juvenile was arrested and charged with aggravated robbery, assault, and disorderly conduct. All right, that is the, the Gilbert Assistant Chief, uh, Jim, is it Besegli? Am I saying his name correctly? It sounds right. One word stand out to you there, though, didn't it? Besegli? No. Oh. Back up a little bit. No. One word from Mr. Besegli should stand out to you. This new evidence pertains to an assault that took place in September of 2023 that was previously unreported to the Gilbert Police Department. No. In this new case today, a female juvenile was arrested and charged with aggravated robbery, assault. That doesn't stand out to you at all? Yeah, you're right, it does. It's a female arrest, and so far I think many of us have thought, well, goons has got to be a bunch of young men. Well, it has all been dudes. It has all been dudes that have been arrested anyway. Mm-hmm. But I've seen those videos, and there certainly are some effeminate-looking individuals in those videos. Okay. They but, look like I mean, the videos aren't always the, the clearest. It's not like somebody shot them in 4K. But there's but, a lot of people who could be standing in a circle, and it doesn't mean they're all goons. They could have just been at a party. Sure. And what do you do these days if you're between the ages of... 12 and 22, you Ugh. whip out your cell phone. Kids these days. You start filming. You take pictures. Yeah. You get video. And there were women there. There were girls there. Okay, yeah. Right. Guess what? At parties? Yeah. It's not like the kind of parties you and I would have where it's like, uh, hey, let's uh, let, let's read some books follow and Follow me down and that line of thinking sports. for a moment, Joe. This is not what we planned for this segment, but mm-hmm. follow me down that line of thinking for a moment. Okay. What is the gender difference as far as uh, accountability, responsibility? In other words, there's there's a lot of focus on the Oh, young I definitely men. think younger women are more mature than younger men. I do too. Are they more likely to roll? In other words, if I'm a Gilbert detective and I can identify one of the females who was at a party or I was to see one of the females that was in the circle around mm-hmm. somebody that was taking a beating, do I go and find that female and say, listen, I don't have any reason to charge you but I see that you're there and I'm sure that you have some information on this. I need you to help me with this. Do you think that there's going to be a difference and that women are more likely to help or do you think that they're, they're less likely to, I mean, it's just an angle. I don't think that we've explored yet. And I wonder if there's an opportunity for us to say, "Mm, maybe gender plays a role in this in some regard, as far as uh, I don't know, responsibility, social responsibility, for instance, 
I don't know. I definitely think I like where you're going with this, but I don't have the answers. I mean, I grew up, well, a young boy, and then I turned into a man. I, I raised two boys mm-hmm. and one girl. Okay. And I do think a, a young lady, my gut tells me, would be more apt to roll, potentially. Yeah, I'm trying to think of my kids now, and actually, I think she would be the least likely. Really? As Why? far as my kids go. I don't know. She operates on a, I would say, a different level. The boys are pretty black and white, and she's more of a gray area kind of person. And I think she would say, well, I don't think I'm going to, if I'm being honest, I think she's a little conniving. Uh, Even like, if she could save herself, you don't think that she would offer up the others I to think my protect daughter herself? Is, I, I think she is smart enough to know whether or not she did anything wrong. Okay, well, I and think she, that's a big deal here. And if she felt like she hadn't done anything wrong, she's not going to be in trouble, then I think she would say, I think I would rather have this. I would rather be able to play this card against my foes in the future. Like, she's a little J. Edgar Hoover. So isn't the reality then that this depends on the individual and it depends on the situation? Probably. But I just didn't know if, like, gender roles in society uh, mattered at all. I thought it was worth uh, Mm -hmm. bringing up here as far as our conversation. Sure. What about the female, though, that is arrested, accused of attacking and robbing a victim? Mm Mm-hmm. Do we assume that to be a goon or not a goon? It sounds very goonish. I would think if it was connected to the Gilbert goons, that in some way the police would have made clear that this was tied to it. But assuming that the police are going to make anything crystal clear for us in this case is a big mistake. Yeah, so that's part of the issue that I'm having, too. So I think you have to ask them and ask them and ask them again. Well, they've stayed away from even saying Gilbert Goons. They keep saying youth violence. And the reason I I will say no, I don't necessarily think this is a Gilbert Goons-esque crime, is when the Goons have been charged, typically there's been two or three who've been charged in each of those incidents, sometimes minors, sometimes adults. Mm -hmm. But we've heard about a couple have we heard of any of the Gilbert Goon cases where there was just one person that came away charged from an incident? I couldn't tell you that. And I, I don't, I, don't I can't think of any. Usually it's like, well, there were two minors and an adult. And here's the adult's and name and the mugshot. In this case, it's just 17-year-old girl, you know, youth violence case, facing one count of aggravated robbery, one count of assault, and one count of disorderly conduct. You know, you mentioned in the in the quote that the uh, the... Assistant Chief said, you said there's one word that sticks out. It wasn't the female part. The female part obviously sticks out because it's different than the rest. But there was something else that we've been discussing, and this one jumped out at me. This new evidence pertains to an assault that took place in September of 2023 that was previously unreported to the Gilbert Police Department. It was the unreported part. Remember, Gilbert Police have been asking for victims to come forward in certain crimes. They had video evidence, and they were looking for victims. In this case, all of a sudden, we have an arrest on on an an assault that had been unreported, which means somebody's uncovering something. Somebody in the detective's office there, through some police work, is discovering that there are more assaults going on. If this was previously unreported, it means they came across this case. Or somebody came in and with some video and reported it. But it was... Yeah... Okay. If they made the arrest and it was previously, they wouldn't have said it was previously unreported. They would have said we made an arrest in a crime. They wouldn't have said previously unreported at all. No? No. The reason that the police are saying this is because they want you to know that they found something. 
if somebody walked in and said, hey, a crime has been committed, they'd say, hey, we made it another arrest. If they made an arrest in a crime that we didn't know what was going on, they want to make sure that you know, JQ Public, Joe, they want to make sure that you know that they found that crime. The crime you didn't even know happened, they found it. So they're bringing that to your attention by saying it was a previously unreported assault. You're giving them more credit than I am. I sit there and I hear well, I don't that. Think I, the think, chief, I don't think it was the chief. It was the assistant chief that brought this up. I just think unreported. I think, oh, maybe somebody brought this to light for them. Well, that would and be it reported. Was previously, no, but it was previously unreported. Yeah, they wouldn't have said it that way. They would have been like, hey, uh, crime was committed and we caught the, we caught the assailant. Hmm. Right? Instead, they're saying, hey, we caught somebody you didn't even know had done something wrong. Don't worry, we're on top of this, and they have to say that because of another story. And you probably saw this one, too. Residents demanding Gilbert Police Chief resign amid goons' controversy. You've seen how clumsy the way that the town of Gilbert has handled the goons' investigation, and you have to wonder if there's any faith left in solving a big case, whether it's goons or another one, where people are still waiting for answers. You'll find out more about that next. The Chris and Joe Show, KTAR News. Chris Merrill, Joe Heisinga. We've got the volley coming up here in about 15 minutes where uh, Joe and I will kick around some of the top headlines of the day. First, uh, Gilbert parents are not very happy with what they've seen as far as results go in the goons investigation. And there's another set of parents that are saying, uh, don't forget our daughter. Uh, we've got parents that are saying our daughter may have been completely forgotten, even though she was murdered. In Gilbert. Headline from uh, Easy Family, uh, Todd and Kim Hansen hoping for a break in their daughter's murder case. Um, let's see. Da, 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 da. Talks about the family and how they're going to remember it. Yes, here we go. Uh, Rachel was asleep in her apartment near Santan Village Parkway and Ray Road. This is not very far from some of the goon incidences, Joe. Mm-hmm. Incident, incidences. Incidents, I? Uh, this was uh, in June of 2022. Investigators said shortly after 2 a.m., Rachel called 911 and said somebody got into her apartment and shot her. She was taken to a hospital, and she later passed away. Uh, her case was posted on the Silent Witness website earlier this month. There's uh, up to a $2,000 reward for any f- information that helps catch the murderer. But here we have a... a an unsolved mystery in Gilbert. And I can't help but to wonder, like, have we just given up? Because according to the family, according to the family, Gilbert police, and where have we heard this before? Uh, case is inactive. We got nothing going on. Here's what they had to say. The Hansons say Gilbert police told them they have exhausted every lead. So fresh tips are crucial. I mean, uh, exhausted every lead. Now, if it were the Gilbert Goons case, remember, the Gilbert uh, police said, well, listen, none of the victims told us it was the Gilbert Goons. So is the problem here that the the murdered 19-year-old didn't tell the police who her assailant was? Well, she's dead. She can't do that. Well, then that's her fault. Is how ridiculous the argument is, by the way. I'm using sarcasm on purpose, and I don't want people to get upset with me. I'm, I'm doing this to point out the. it's so clumsy, Joe. I feel like some of the, not all of them. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to, it's difficult, I don't want to broad brush everything, but a lot of the people who are pivotal in these investigations are walking around in clown shoes right now. Giant clown shoes trying to run a three-legged race. Okay, and I'm going to push back a little here and play devil's advocate with Gilbert PD and say, I guarantee you, you could look at any police department across the country, Chris, right now. Okay. Maybe not any, there's some really small ones out there, but you could look at the vast majority of police departments out there and you could find a open murder investigation going back to, what did you say, June of 2022? 
Yeah. So solving crime is not always easy too. Now it's not an excuse, but you don't always just murder happens two weeks later, arrest the suspect, boom, done. To sit here and say that a case went on for two years is not unheard of. There are cold cases that are 20 plus years or inactive this cases is an, now. This is unacceptable. That happens all the time. But this is, this is a reality. It's unacceptable. Okay, but it's not just a Gilbert Listen, problem. It's a I, worldwide okay. problem. All right. And is I it know- not? <sighs> oh, the, the Merrill sigh let that me, I've come to identify. Let me reiterate. <sighs> mm-hmm. Here's where I run into this. Okay. I don't think this is the Long Island killer who's taking um, street walkers and dumping them in a remote location. So what's the difference here between, let's say, Gilbert, and I guarantee you, you could point the finger at Phoenix and say they've got murder investigations that go back to June of 2022. Probably a lot older than that, too. Probably. So yeah, what's the difference? So I watch a lot of Investigation Discovery, and that's because I'm married. And uh, when you're married, your wife watches a lot of Investigation Discovery, and you also lose control of the remote. Oh. Yeah. So I watch a lot of this. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm sure that the detectives have done all this stuff, but you have a woman who's in her apartment, mm-hmm. which means she, the assailant probably knew her. It probably was not a random attack. That's not ruling it out. We're just going to follow the, the probabilities. The Joe, random ones are the toughest ones to solve. They are very difficult, right. But, Joe, you're a sports guy. Yeah. You follow the analytics on this. Okay. Okay. Probably yeah. somebody that knew her. Agreed. Could have been somebody that followed her home, but not at 2 well, o'clock I'm, in the morning when she was asleep. I'm a big forensic files guy, big okay. law and order you know. SVU. I watch all the real stuff and some of the best of the film. A high-density area, plenty of cameras around there, mm-hmm. right? You had a gunshot that went off, right? So there are other people that heard something. So, And if a gunshot went off, there should be... Gunshot residue, there should be... Well, the residue would be on their hand, but there would be bullets, there would be fragments, there would be whatever, right? There's a lot of other forensic evidence, whether you're watching Forensic File, there's mm-hmm. probably social evidence, uh, uh, talking with the other neighbors. And again, I'm not there to solve this case, but I will tell you this. If it were that case, we go, my God, what a tragedy. I hope they find the guy. But then on the heels of that, we have attacks on teens in that same area. And the police say, oh, man, that's too bad. And the parents say, can you tell us who attacked our teen? They go, oh, we don't really have any idea. And the parents say, there's video of our teen being attacked. And they go, oh, well, that's, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, we <laughs> can, can see Can you identify any of them? Do you know who did? And then the victim says, it was this person. And the police go, well, I guess we could talk to him. And they go and they talk to that person. The victim says is the one that attacked them. Mm-hmm. And that person says, wasn't me. It was a couple of black guys. And they go, oh, sounds good to us. We'll go find a couple of black guys to pin this on. And they do. And then when there are other assaults that are tied to the same group, the police say, oh, that's too bad. I hope they catch the guy. You're the ones that are supposed to catch the guy. I want to undo just a little bit of your anger there. They didn't just go out and find some random black dudes. It was Someone from the video. Allegedly, the guys from the video who were right there with that other guy who they did wash their hands of and let him go. It wasn't like they just went out and pinned it on. But the guy that was in the video... They did let him go. And the guy that At the victim said case. is the one that attacked him. They let him go. In this case. And then when the other attacks happened, they said, well, we didn't know because they didn't tell us that the person attacking was the same person. It's ridiculous. And so now my heart goes out to this family because I see how poorly they've handled the other case. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder when they say, well, all the leads are exhausted. Are they? Because right now I'm not buying it. Hmm. All right, batter up. The D-backs are rumbling about a stadium and physical fitness is taking a back seat in America. That's all next on The Volley, The Chris and Joe Show, KTAR News.
Chris and Joe, afternoons 2 to 4 on KTAR News 92.3 and the KTAR News app. Hi there, I'm Chris Merrill. He's Joe Azinga. We touch on the other big headlines this time every day. We ask life's most important questions, and we will tickle your brain bone in what we call the volley. I believe service is mine today, Joe. Is that correct, or are you are you ready to? I'm just la- sitting over here laughing. I'm Take ready it. to roll. Right. You serve it up. Here we go. Spring training is here. Some more attention is on the fourth oldest ballpark in the majors, Chase Field. Mm-hmm. Uh, D-backs owner Ken Kendrick telling 12 News. There are other cities that would covet having Major League Baseball. We may run out of time in Phoenix, but we hope that won't happen. Will the D-backs still be downtown 2028? Joe. Ooh, 2028. Goodness gracious. I mean, if you I think ask, their lease is through 2027. If you yeah. ask some experts, Chris, it would take at least five to ten years to build a stadium out here. I'm My thinking goodness. about the Arizona Coyotes. Yep. So if they don't have the land and building all that, getting it going, it's 2024 already, 2028. Man, that is a great number. I am going to say they could still be in Phoenix or they might hightail it and get out of here. I'm going to say, yes, they are still at Chase Field in 2028. Pablo! They are still in the same location. Late, same location? Yeah. All right. I uh, I had a conversation with one of our sports guys, Gambo, off the air here, and he says he says uh, he thinks it's going to happen. There's going to be, a, he said, half a billion dollars in renovations is his prediction. Yeah, we're just going to have a big old pool, a wave pool in the back. Is that it? Yeah, something yeah, like that. I like that. I think just put a pool, not in the outfield, in the well, bleachers, there, just there put it in one. like center. No, not in the outfield, but like oh, put it in play. Oh, have, I like that. Have it have the warning track be a moat. Yeah, like a steeplechase. Deep fly ball back to center. Oh, and he goes into the pool. He's in the moat. That's got to be a ground rule double. Boy, oh boy, that's a double. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Chris. <laughs> I stumbled across this. It, they're calling it the air taxi. It's a electric vertical takeoff and landing aircraft. It's also known as an EVTOL. Okay, I was wondering if there was an acronym in there. Mm -hmm. They're saying that we could have these as soon as 10 years from now. So not for like long distance travel, but if you were, say, traveling from here out to like Sky Harbor or Mesa Gateway and you need like a quick taxi, you could take a flying taxi, something along those lines. Uber in the air. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what I want to know from you is what do you think will be the best piece of innovation in the next 10 years. <laughs> so imagine we're like in the 90s and, you know, TiVo, something like that. Or like, what is the best oh, yeah. piece of innovation to what would Man. revolutionize your life in that the next so 10 hard. years? Think about that. In 1999, could you look ahead and say, listen, we're gonna have, we're all going to have smartphones in the next few years. Well, right? you won't even need to eat. You can just take a pill and you can lose five pounds a week. I like where you're going. I'm going to say that the biggest innovation will be uh, medicinal it's going to be on top of Ozempic. It will be a pill that will trick your body into thinking it's exercising, and you will lose weight. Some of these things are actually I know they're working on already right out there. Yep. So I there were all these medical terms they were throwing out there. There's obviously Ozempic, which you mentioned, yeah, and there's some that yeah can play on that, but you obviously have to stay on them for a long, long time, right? And then there's others that yeah can help you with blood pressure, all sorts of other things too. And uh, because that's one of the downsides that I've heard about with the Ozempic type drugs is you lose like uh, body mass. You do. You lose some muscle, too. And that's that's 
Bingo, yeah, muscle. Yeah, and all of a sudden, uh, so you've got some pills that can kind of trick your body into hanging out of that muscle. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying, listen, I don't want to exercise, and I don't want to have to take Ozempic. But you want to be, you know, shredded. I want to be shredded, and I want to look like I exercise. In my mind, you are shredded. I want to be the kind of guy that can still brag about running marathons, even though I don't. Oh, like, oh man. I'm training for my marathon. Oh, well, yeah, how are you doing that? I'm taking two pills a day. Half marathon. <laughs> <laughs> Took a half pill. I'm the guy half like, marathon. Yeah, it's like fun run. Eh, it's too far for me. It's too much. Joe, if you went to an American public school between 1996, excuse me, between 1966 and 2012, hmm. you probably have memories of you'd, sweating through the you'd presidential. You've been in school a long time. You've. <laughs> it's true. Uh, you would have memories of sweating through the presidential physical fitness test. New York uh-huh, Times was reminding yes. us of this test. I was reading the article that they had the last week. Uh, the uh, it was a the yearly test was, embarrassment. It was a gym class gauntlet involving the mile run, sit ups, pull ups, or push ups, and sit and reach, which I hated. I think it's still running. Joe, Do you call that running? Joe, did Father Francisco's benevolent monasterial home for wayward boys and stray dogs have a presidential fitness test? We did. I was not good at it. Are you in better or worse shape now? Dude, honestly, I don't say this to brag. Yeah. I am in some of the best shape of my life yeah. over the last couple of years. God, when I, no, I just set him up for that one, didn't I? No, when I was a kid and I was doing the physical fitness stuff, Becky Lynn's in there laughing yeah. at you too. Like, yeah. I don't say it to brag. No. When I was a kid, and Becky Lynn and Pablo both know the fat Joe. Yeah. Like, when I had an extra 100 pounds on they me. They know the chubby, fat Chris, too. Chubby. Joe. Oh. Not, not fat. Let's, let's, be, let's be real here. You were never fat. My mom would say big boned, Becky Lynn. Yes, I Big yeah. boned, Joe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I, I, I'm proud to say I was fat and I worked really hard to lose the weight. I was, gosh, yeah, they do that. Shit. Can you touch your toes? You got to get two inches past to meet the physical fitness requirements. Oh, yeah. Shuttle run time. Oh, I hate Go. shuttle run. Uh, All oh. of those were the worst. I uh, can pass this easily, but I, I am proud of you, Joe. Joe does have some athletic ability. I've seen him on the yeah. baseball field, but yeah. this, like, test, like, you know, is this climbing the rope still on there? Remember that? No. One? We didn't oh. have to climb the ropes. I love climbing there the rope. There were pull-ups. You had to do pull-ups. How many pull-ups can you do, even right now? Now I could probably do 10. No. Back then, no. I, could, I could, like, hang at the bar. Oh, that was me like, in high school, They'd too, be like, yeah. what's wrong with you, Isinga? Pull yourself up. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm holding the bar down. You know what I love is how Pablo cracked his mic, and before he complimented you, he goes, I could easily pass this. But Joe, that was great. I mean, just, I could easily do this. Uh, I said he has some athletic I'm ability. This is just different. This is more Hey, before I get drill. into this compliment, I just want everybody to know how great I am. Uh, but now, Joe, you're really cool, too. He can run a mile faster than me, for sure. Though. Dang straight. I love you. We guys. were talking about developing the uh, Merrill and Heisenga test. Where are there certain things out there that I can do that Chris can't? And like, we could have like our like own version toes? of the yes. Olympics. Like run to the pizza faster. And then oh. there could be some that would be like a real <laughs> test where it would be like golf. Chris and I both golf I pr- could pass that test. pretty poorly. I don't know who's worse. Oh, I'm worse. Okay. Terrible. Well, see, I, I can I'm do I'm more fun decent. though. I can hide yeah. a donut like in a puzzle box. See which one he first <laughs> to open it. <laughs> we might have to get you in the, the Merrill and Heisinger yeah. games then too, Pablo, to see what we Put can do. Put a taco in there. I'm game. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Climb a rope for a taco. The New York Times, Chris, recently took a 36-hour trip through the valley. I think they're doing this in some cities across the country. Okay. So their test is essentially... Oh, crap. You can... No. I know where this is going. <laughs> go ahead. So they, they essentially asked 
hey, you pick like one destination. Some of the ones, one of the attractions they mentioned, uh, Desert Botanical Garden, Talesian Ooh, West, or Hole in the Rock. And then they throw out a restaurant, Barrio Cafe, the Fry Bread House, and things like that. So if you only had 36 hours in the valley, Chris, you're, or if let's say a friend is coming to visit and they only have 36 hours here and you need to give them one definitive restaurant and one definitive place to visit, hmm. what would you say to them? They're coming you know to the valley. Okay. I tend to be somebody that wants to focus on not impressing somebody, but rather showing the personality of the area, mm, mm -hmm. right? So you could impress somebody and take them to a nice, like, let's go to this great steakhouse. There's great steakhouses everywhere. Uh -huh. I think I would say we have such an amazing Southwestern culture here. I would want to focus on that. Uh, so I would probably take them. I think Botanical Gardens is a good one. Mm -hmm. um, the Wildlife Zoo out on the west side is yeah, pretty neat. I've done the zoo. Actually, when, when my parents first came, it's one of the first places I took them to visit was the zoo. Mm -hmm. Yeah, probably probably one of those places. But I like the idea that it's built into them. So maybe hiking on one of the mountains or one of the parks or whatever. But as far as the rest, hey, Pablo, help me out here. Best Mexican restaurant. And I'm not talking about most expensive because I was I pulled oh. up some stuff like the older ones downtown where like they still have the old pans. Uh, yes, Comodoro Guadalajara, I think it's called. Uh, yeah, uh, I like enchiladas. Al even just up yeah, the enchiladas road. up the road. Alcanasta is one of the original ones out there. That's what yeah. I I think I would do. I would say, listen, I want to give you some place. I want to I want to take you some place that you're not going to get an experience you're not going to have anywhere else. Mm -hmm. Right. So sure. that's what I would focus on. Something unique and local. Not yeah. a, not a chain. Right. Right. Same thing if somebody comes to my hometown. I want to take them someplace that they're not going to get anywhere else. Oh, believe me. I don't think there's a lot you're going to get anywhere else. No. Up there. My hometown is like, yeah. They don't have Sonora-style hot dogs in your hometown? Dude. Bacon-wrapped. I think you, tomatoes on top. Didn't you and I talk about this? Gallo, my hometown, mm. the idea of culture is like Taco Bell. Yes. That's it. That is true. That is it. Mm -hmm. uh, but the fish out of the Great Lakes, where I'm originally from. Dynamite. I take you to one of those fish shops that, that pulls it right off the dock. That's pretty good. There you go. All right, listen. Uh, long National Nightmare is over. As one member of the Outspoken Show makes his triumphant return and a reunion like no other is next on KTAR News. Chris and Joe. Afternoons 2 to 4 on KTAR News 92.3 and the KTAR News app. The M3F Music Festival is heading to Steel Indian School Park March 1st and 2nd. 100% of all the profits from the music festival go to various charities throughout the valley. Limited tickets still available for purchase right now, or you can win a pair by visiting the contest page at KTAR.com. The long national nightmare is over. I'm Chris Merrill. He's Joe Heisinga, and joining us in the studio right now is the great Gatos hey. from Outspoken. Hey, welcome What's back, up, my guys? friend. Welcome back. I left for two days, and all hell broke loose. It sure oh, did. We missed you. It sure did. I'm ready to go. Listen. Yeah. You got out of here, and Bruce let the one slip through the cracks. <laughs> well, right? I guess Carrie Lake was on on uh, Monday. Yeah. Yeah, I was off Monday and Tuesday. Yeah. And Carrie Lake says now she loves John McCain, so we'll bring John McCain's daughter on today in about... Uh, 10 minutes, 
and Megan will join us. And it's like this back and forth between Lake and, and McCain. And um, we're going to try and hash it out. Lake kind of uh, extended an olive branch on Twitter today. And uh, well, she did. That's the update I haven't heard yet. That's interesting. Yeah, she said the other day she was joking about some of this stuff and that people yeah. misunderstood her. This was also, uh, I saw you, you post it with your poll question. Yeah. Do you think she was joking? Oh, please. Yeah. Oh, listen, we're, we're you know, <laughs> you've got to be, you've got to be an imbecile to think that, that she was joking. It's just, come on. If, if you want to, if you want to try and mend fences, then you apologize. And Carrie Lake will never do that. She did not do that. She, she sent a, a, a half blanked kind of uh, olive branch over to Megan. It's insulting. I mean, you know, we got, uh, John McCain's been gone for a long time. Yeah. Leave the man alone. Uh, you don't have to like him. You don't have to think his policies were good. It doesn't matter. He's gone. He can't defend himself. Just leave him alone. And, you know, I, and I said this, you know, during the election, Carrie Lake ran the worst election I've ever seen in my life. It was horrible. Because when you come out and say, don't vote for me. Well, you're on. You're a Republican. So am I. Don't don't vote for me. She's a Republican, and she's told Republicans don't vote for me. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my entire life, and it lost her the election. But all this nicer Carrie Lake, I'm not buying it. I think Megan's going to be on fire at four o'clock, and she should be. She should be ticked because I think it's just more of Carrie Lake taking the needle and twisting it. Is there anybody? I mean, I, other than than Megan, and I've heard you, and and I feel the same way. But is there anybody that's out there that's saying? John McCain was a great guy because it seems so easy and popular right now for people to rip on John McCain's legacy. And I don't I don't know what the I don't know what the upside is. To it really that. shouldn't be part of the conversation. There's not there's not really, you know, there are McCain Republicans out there. Sure. If you want to vote for Lake, go ahead. I don't care who you vote for. If you don't want to vote for don't. What do you have to gain from ripping on the guy? Well, I, I mean, you know, he went after Trump pretty good, too. So I mean, is that it? Is it yeah. is this just like, hey, I'm going to rip on him because, one, he can't defend himself? Well, it's it, Trump went after McCain. McCain went after Trump. Um, and, you know, after McCain passed away, uh, Trump still nailed him. And Kerry Lake does everything that Trump does. So that's kind of I just think it's I just think it's bad form. And I think it's just insulting right. to say I was joking. I mean, we all know she wasn't joking. Listen, if you want to mend fences, just say you're sorry. That's all you have to do. Just isn't, say you're sorry. It's not that hard. Isn't that the excuse we used when we were kids and we'd say something mean to somebody and the, yeah. and the teacher would catch you and say, did yeah. you just call? Did you just call no. Timmy something? We no, I was kidding. I was joking. Yeah. He can't take a joke. It, it, that's a great analogy. Yeah. It's like a fourth grade thing. Yeah. But I think that I think that she gave that answer on purpose because it twists the knife for the McCain family because they were once close. That's too bad. Well, I was just going to say we'll be listening coming up at four o'clock, just it. over five minutes away. Outspoken with Bruce and Gatos. All right. Until then, we'll see you tomorrow. It's Chris Merrill, Joe Heisinger, the Chris and Joe Show, KTAR News.